Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. This week it's episode 97 and as per usual my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout. It's episode 97 and in three weeks we'll hit the big 100. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for continuing to come back. But this week I am joined by an absolutely spectacular actor who you may know from his stint in the Chronicles of Narnia films. Please welcome to the podcast William Mosley. Drama school dropout, no graduation day for you. Drama school dropout, thought your whole course, now try something new. Drama school dropout. Welcome to the podcast, how are we? I'm great, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm happy to be here. Do you know what, there's not many people I'd get up for this early in the morning, even though we have differing opinions on what's early and what's not um but i'm happy i'm glad that we're doing this finally <laughs> what do you class as early well i think um 6 30 is quite early 6 30 is early that that's late in the evening for me <laughs> you're a, are you a partier or a gamer what do you what do you do yeah no no i just i'm a scroller on social media oh how long do you stay on, on social media well i it's sort of my job so like it's more looking for people to come on the podcast and I'll be like I'll find myself scrolling through who people follow on Instagram for hours and I'll be like oh do they have an email in their bio yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah no it's it's one of them and then I, I'm also a yeah. person that worries about things that don't need to worry about so like last night I was sort of sat here worrying about um yeah things that I don't need to do for like three weeks and I'm like but I may as well just do them now and before I know it, it's half five or then I could then get anxiety about sleeping in for things so I just stay up all night oh dear oh, it's gosh. really not great oh god the oh, habits gosh. that I've got myself into uh, yeah like if I'm I'll be like oh I've got to get up in four hours I'm definitely going to sleep in I'll just stay up oh my I can't I can't do it I can't do it I, I literally, now. I often go to bed. You know, you can change your body's circadian rhythms, I think. And if you decide to go to bed, if you just start getting into the habit of going to bed at nine o'clock and then working at, say, say if you got up at five or 4.30 and you just started working then, you'd actually be fine. You wouldn't, you, you wouldn't struggle. I'm yeah, sure you'd be fine. Nine o'clock is when you probably feel a lot on, better too. You probably so... wouldn't feel so tired. <laughs> catch up watch it on watch it on um on demand <laughs> yeah um but what i like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast is how did you get into acting and what was your first ever role and it doesn't have to be a professional story we love a nativity story mm. yeah oh well my first ever role was definitely a nativity uh, um story and that was uh joseph oh booking lead roles right from the beginning yeah, yeah, exactly. My friend, who was four at the time, I think I was four, four or five, and she was four or five, and um, she was Mary and I was Joseph, and uh, it was very sweet. I went, I went on to play uh, one of three people as a sea anemone, which was uh, a big step up. Um, and then I, um, I ended up playing a, I was in the village pantomime, um, and... And then I ended up just getting a drama scholarship to a local um, independent school uh, uh, called Wycliffe College. And I got a drama scholarship there, which was kind of a massive step for me. I remember at the time knowing that if I didn't get the scholarship, I I, well, I wouldn't have been able to go. So it was a massive, uh, it was a massive thing. And, and, they, and they took me on and uh, 
And from there, I just, uh, I don't know, I was lucky. I just kind of kept acting. I, I had lot, I've had a little extra parts. Like, How old were you when you started that? When I started that, I, well, I really started like as an extra in a few things when I was about eight, eight or nine. Um, and then, and then yeah, when did that's... the drama school come into it? Well, it wasn't a drama school. It was oh. a, um, it was, it was just a normal school, but it was an independent school, it was a private school. And it was a very good school, you know, like had very yeah. good facilities, very good sports. Um, and it was a very, very good school. And I and I knew it was expensive. So I knew I couldn't go unless I had like a really decent scholarship, you know. Um, and luckily they gave out scholarships. You know, they gave out ones for sports, for, um, you know, academic scholarships. And they gave out a drama scholarship. And um, I was very lucky that I got the drama scholarship. So then what was that like then going to, to private school and doing all of this acting work? Were you, were you kind of the yeah. celebrity? Um, no, I wasn't. I think people didn't take it seriously. You know, I just, I think people knew I wanted to be an actor, but they didn't, um, they just didn't think it was going to be, um, they just didn't think it was going to like be like a real thing. You know, like yeah. it was quite abstract. You know, I, did, I never thought it was abstract. I thought it was quite normal to want to be an actor. I didn't think there was anything weird about that because I just knew that was what I was going to do and I knew that's what I wanted to do. And so when I told people, I didn't even think twice about it, but people obviously think when he tells them you're going to, it's like if he tells them you're going to be a musician, you know, people say, okay, well, we'll see. You, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, no, the school was very, it was a very, very good school. And um, yeah, I, 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 play, I play a lot of sports, so... I enjoyed it just 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 for the sports as well. Yeah, what what's your sport of choice? Well, I, I'm a tennis player, um, runner. Um, I I bike, swim. Um, I've done yeah, I've done Brazilian jiu-jitsu, kickboxing. I've done a lot of football. Yeah, I, I reach for donuts. That's that's about <laughs> as far as my um, my sporting ability goes. Um, I know you did a lot of stuff as like a child and you were a child performer. Did you ever go on to like further your education in drama school or did you just become a professional from the off? Yeah, you know, I was very lucky that I was a child actor. So I started off. So I, um, you know, got my start, obviously, in the Narnia films. Um, and so when I was a teenager, I was I was already kind of well established. Mm. Um, and from there, you know, I never thought about drama school, to be honest with you. Um, you just did so, it all without the debt. <laughs> well, you know, in America, a lot of actors don't go to drama school. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's not really a thing in America. So, in fact, they don't really have drama schools, but they they have like Juilliard you can obviously go to, and you can go to another one called, I think, Wesleyan, I think. If yeah, there's a few right. conservatories, and there's like, yeah. um, I'm going to forget that really famous um, university, Carnegie Mellon. Carnegie Mellon. Carnegie Mellon. Yeah. yeah, they do. They've got like a really prestigious acting sort of program. But yeah, because I've had quite a few American guests on and they're like the, the concept of like everyone in Britain, unless you're a working actor, goes to drama school is a madness. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, we go to a couple of classes. <laughs> and actually, I went to a couple of their classes in New York. I, went, I worked with a teacher called Sheila Gray, who does a lot of sensory work. And actually, I loved it. I thought it, was re- it really kind of informed the way I approach characters and the way I approach approach scenes um so yeah I don't think there's one right way to do it no um, there's no blueprint you know, there's I no mean blueprint. we'd all be following it if there was 
exactly, um, exactly. But you mentioned it briefly there, and I do want to talk to you about Narnia just because I feel like a lot of listeners, like myself, grew up with those films and yeah, will want to will want to know more about them. What was the audition process like for you on them films? Well, it was a very long process. Um, basically, what happened was my first audition when I was ten um, was I was basically. Uh, sort of scouted out my primary school uh, for a, a local TV thing. And then uh, from there, that casting director got me an agent. I didn't get a part, she got me an agent. And she was fortunately uh, casting Narnia five years later and just basically remembered me. She got an amazing memory and asked me to go up. And I had to go through a year and a half auditioning wow. before I got the part. What really, to What really I think was extremely beneficial to me was that, you know, Anna Popwell, and Georgie, I met in one of my first auditions and Georgie Henley, you know, who played Lucy and Anna obviously played Susan. So I met them in my first auditions and we kind of went through the process together. And Anna was actually a very experienced actor, but yeah. even at like 13, she'd already done like a lot of things. And, um, and I learned a lot from her, you know, and I was lucky that we were close, you know, and that we became close and, and that, you know, she was very supportive of me. So, you know, and as time goes on, you know, we're, you know, we're still extremely close now as friends. And, the Pensive Children um, group chat on WhatsApp. We genuinely have one. We genuinely have a group chat. Um, we do have a group chat. We always are chatting and talking about things. And we met up the other day for, we met for Skander's birthday, his 30th, and then we met uh, another time after that. But, and Anna's just her baby. So, you know, we're very like, to kind of, you know, we were just kids plucked out of nowhere to come and do a massive movie. And, and to be honest, like, it was a, it was like a wild experience for us. And, and so we always wish be able to share those memories and, and you know, rem- reminisce, you know. Yeah. Do you have a favourite story that we wouldn't maybe know about from behind the scenes from the films? Yeah, I mean, obviously for me, getting to do my own horse riding was pretty cool. Like I, when you work on a film like that, they have the, the budget to like get the best people to train you. And so they flew horses in from like California um, to New Zealand and they, and they just trained me all the time. And then um, I learned to ride bareback. I couldn't even trot before, you know, so I learned to ride bareback. Then I learned to ride in a suit of armor. And before I knew it, I could, I could ride really, really well. So they um, luckily... Uh, let me do all my own horse riding and um terrified of horses i completely understand that i completely understand that because they will throw you off if they feel like it but um yeah yeah no i you know i was it was an honor to make those films and mm. for, forever like in my heart you know i know that the the last one sort of came out a while ago and there's never really been talk of reprising the franchise i think that netflix were maybe going to do something with it and i know that you've probably slightly aged out of the character ever so slightly do you think you'll ever reprise the role oh i mean if i was offered to i wouldn't in a heartbeat i'd drop everything and go now you know but it, you you have to be uh, philosophical about things and yeah. you have to know that your career and your life and and you know where you do things just it goes the way it goes and and you just follow your life and the track you're on and you do the best you can in that and then you just keep going you know I'm very I'm I'm very grateful that I actually um work all the time you know so um go on rub it in some more well um you know the funny (laughs) thing about well not rub it in but it's like I think why I work a lot is do you know it's it's got a lot to do with I think I really truly believe this I believe this you know, if there's any young actors out there listening to this right now, these are there are simple things you can do to help yourself. You know, you, you can take care of your mind, your body, your soul, you know, obviously. Do things that are healthy, you know, even if you don't feel good, you know, make 
make positive decisions in your life to you know to exercise to eat healthily to you know read things that are going to inform you make you better to watch things that inform you make you better to to be patient you know to like listen to people to um to be calm to meditate like and then and then look and then you know we would say well okay i've done all that well how do i get my 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 career going right well then well then you start you know taking the initiative to look for jobs and you then you take the initiative to get your friends to film you in something and then you you you, you lift this energy you, know, you lift this energy you yeah. lift this energy and 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 from there you build opportunities and when you have those opportunities come at your door which i really truly believe they will then you must you have to be a polite respectful person to everybody that you come into encounter with even if you're tired even if your mother's yeah. on her deathbed like you still have to go to work and be a professional yeah mm. Um, so I really believe in those things and I know I've had a platform and I know I've had a springboard and I know it's not the same for everybody, but I do believe in just, you know, focusing, taking care of yourself and, and taking the initiative can go a long way and, you know, being kind and respectful. You can now become an official drama school dropout. We're now on Patreon and you can help this podcast grow on so many levels. As an official Drama School Dropout, you'll have access to unique benefits, including exclusive early access to episodes before anyone else. To become an official Drama School Dropout, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash drama school dropout. One of the last things that I want to ask you about Narnia, just because it's one of my favourite questions to ask anyone, did you steal anything from the set? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It, you know, every single, I mean, I never even thought about it. Um, it didn't feel like mine. <laughs> the, um, I don't know, it's still anything. I, I, um, they, everything's very tightly watched as well. You know, yeah. every prop and every sword and everything is very tight. In fact, there was somebody who came to set, very, very high up person. And they wanted to take something from the set. They wanted to take a sword and they, um, <laughs> The swordsman, who's very, you know, low down the list, and this guy was very high up. Swordsman said, absolutely not. Are you going to take it? I don't care who you are. (laughs) I don't care what your job is. You're not taking it because we need it. So, you know, it really was not like that at all. I do feel like Disney and maybe Harry Potter were the ones that had everything on lock and were checking wands and swords and all all that jazz. But a fun question I like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast is if you were booked in the West End or Broadway, but preferably West End so I can come and see it, and you're doing a one-month run in a two-person show, the casting director just comes and says to you, listen, we've got as much money as we possibly need. Who do you want to be your co-star? They have to be alive. Who are you picking? That's a great question. I, You know, um, that's a really weird thing. I don't know why that person just came to my mind, but this girl... There are a couple of good actresses. That girl, Lily James, is really good. Yeah. That, isn't she the one who played Cinderella? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I saw her. I literally just saw her in a Sky advert, I think, the other day. I don't have Sky. <laughs> yeah, I don't have Sky, but I had it. I was having it. I had four, Channel 4, and like they, they, they show the Sky um, oh, yeah. adverts. And I just thought she looked really happy and bright and looked fun and looked like a laugh to work with. So, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't. I, I'd kind of like to work with her. It'd be fun to do like a, um, I don't know, it'd be fun to do like a sort of either a detective thing or a comedy thing or just yeah. something light and fun and something cool, you know, like a mm. sort of like um, one of those old 
movies you see like his girl and you probably won't know this but there's a film called his girl friday um and they're like who is it catherine Hep- is it ha- catherine Hep- hepburn and carrie grant Car- catherine hepburn and carrie grant i think i could be wrong someone should probably double check that but basically they like work in like a newspaper mm-hmm. and um they sort of have a lot of banter you know it's a bit like Aaron Sorkin you know so they're like bantering and so um yeah actually that would be quite fun to make like yeah. his girl friday with her that'd be cool I'll carry on my weekly tirade and campaign of um, Catherine Tate, please come on the podcast or please do a person <laughs> show with me in the West End. You'd make me the happiest person in the world. You know, I love Catherine well, Tate. Well, that's it. You want to work with people that like make you laugh, you know, you can mm. have a laugh with. You, I'm very aware well. she would make me look terrible. I'm very aware that she would outshine me a million miles to one. No. But I'm at peace with that. Not. I'm at peace definitely with no. that. Do you know, I don't think anyone could really outshine anyone else. Um, I think a child can outshine the biggest movie star <laughs> in the world. True. Because, you know, uh, because, you know, it's just down to like, um, just being in that moment, isn't it? Mm. It's just like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Catherine Tate and me. So Catherine I'm, I'm going to put That's money true. on Catherine Tate. Out there <laughs> um, but while I was doing my research last night, I, I found out something about you that I didn't know. And I think it's okay. really like interesting. So you were doing a film in 2014 called The Silent Mountain and you were struck by lightning. Yeah. In fact, I have the scar. I'll show you. I'll show you right now. It's there. That's, it's... The, um, that's the lightning uh, scar. So, I mean, my first question is, um, what does it feel like to be struck by lightning? It's like, I don't know, 10,000 volts going through your body. I mean, it doesn't feel great. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not the best feeling in the world. But, you know, it was um, it's one of those, it was a very, pecu- it was a very peculiar moment. Like, I was, we were on the top of this mountain filming and uh, we were doing, you know, what an insert shot. They're just putting like a, a um, letter into someone's pocket. And the and director was saying, okay, and camera and rolling and action and then on action i just heard this like boom and um basically then i felt this electricity like just like whizzing through my body and i just um and then suddenly like it sounds really crazy but suddenly i could see like black and white like everything went black and white um like you know like in an old in an yeah. old movie you know like it was black and white black and white like that like i could see everything at like and everything was black but i could see like white, black and white, like it was like weird. And then everyone just started screaming. These like big burly, like Austrian, like camera guys were literally screaming. And um, and I just, I just kind of came out of it. And I turned in the DP with this woman, she's only about 38 and she was, you know, very small and she'd collapsed on the camera. And so um, people grabbing her and I was grabbing her. We were just trying to like, we pulled her back, you know, then we were kind of like resuscitated her. And then we had to um, obviously evacuate the mountain. So, um, you know, it was, it was an All for an insert shot. Yeah. And it was an insert shot in like a flipping cabin, you know, in this cabin. But what someone told me was it hit the ground and then went, you know, just, spidered everywhere you know this electricity then came into the generator through the camera you know that's just another you know thing that happens in your life you know I've had a lot of things like that and it's just a sort of but I can't imagine there's a long list of people who have been struck by lightning oh I'm sure there is and I imagine it's an even shorter list than people that have lived to tell the tale well I'm, I'm grateful that I did not uh um evacuate the world at that yeah. moment yeah, it was, yeah. I read it and I was like, surely not. Like, surely somebody's yeah. having a laugh on Wikipedia. And then I, I like googled more and I was like, 
fuck that this yeah. actually one, happened? One day the picture will surface, and I, I one day I'll put the picture up there and I'll show people what it was really like. Did but um, everyone go over and barrage Williams' Instagram now and <laughs> for the no, picture. Not yet, not yet. I'm not going to show it yet. It'll be it'll be in a while, but at some at some point in my in my life I will. Yeah. Another thing that I love to ask, purely because I've recently experienced one of them, and it's, do you have a worst audition story? Because I think they're great. Oh my God, I have I have some bad ones. I remember once I was going into an audition and I was really excited because it was this like big action director and it was for a big action movie. And I walked in, I was wearing a black outfit. I did my audition and they didn't really give me a great response. And I sort of thought, that's a bit weird. I don't know what that's all about. Anyway, I'm like, I was leaving the audition. I thought, whatever. Like, I know I did a good job. I know it was great. As I walked into the lift, the lift had these panoramic mirrors that were like this. And I, I looked in the mirror and I saw that my fly had been undone the whole way during the entire audition. And I thought, oh my God. Hopefully you were wearing underwear. And I was wearing underwear. I'm not like one of those people that like has some superstitious weird thing when they don't wear underwear. <laughs> um, I, I was like, and it was so clearly, blatantly obvious. And I, I hope they just didn't think that I was like sort of trying to diss them by walking in a with flasher. like an underfly. Yeah, like an underfly. Just get a bit of personal <laughs> excitement out of exactly out just, of flashing. I mean, it wasn't even halfway. It was like the whole fly was bigger and I just thought you've got to be joking me right now. Um, so now, anyway. before every audition, do you check your fly? And I always check my laces as well because I used to be a runner and I um, I once, my laces once came undone when I was um, cross-country running. I ended up coming last and it was the most humiliating feeling. I was only about 11. And, and you I know just, can't be perfect at everything. That's true. And I, now I always check the lace and check the fly. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to play a game now which revolves sure. around stories and it's called Stage Right or Stage Shite. And it's three stories, okay. and two of them are the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and have been submitted mm. by our listeners. And then one of yeah. them is a big fat lie that's been made up by our producer. I have the answer in a sealed envelope, so I can play along too, because these are my favorite okay. things in the world. And I read these earlier, and they are great. I love them. Okay. All right. Number one. This year, my class had a group workshop audition with quite a well-known West End producer the week before our final show. It turned out that one girl thought the opportunity was too good to miss and came in for the workshop, even though she had tested positive for COVID. That night, every single one of us tested positive for COVID and our final ever drama school show was cancelled. Number two, you could always tell when one of my castmates was doing a number two in the dressing room because he habitually belted out total eclipse of the heart while pooing. Number three. My lecturer gave me a mark of zero on an assessment once because I skipped one of her classes, open brackets, after she previously told me no, close brackets, to go to a West End audition. I didn't book the role, but the casting director ended up getting in touch and told me to reach out to one of his agent friends. And I eventually signed with that agent and was the only one in my class to graduate with an agent. So the zero, completely worth it. The, the, the pooing story is definitely not true. See, I, I'm thinking... I don't know if it's just no, my experience 100%. with drama school lecturers that they would let you go to a West End audition over a class. Uh, I cannot imagine that pooing thing is real. That just cannot be real. Could you imagine just every time you walk? Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
Greg is doing a poo because he's currently belting tort liquids exactly. from the heart. <laughs> exactly, that has to be fake. But do you know what? It, it's one of those ones that it has to be true. <laughs> like, it's so out there. But you can go for number two. I, I'm going to go for number three because the workshop okay. one, definitely people did do selfish things with COVID. I believe it. I kind of hope it's not true because it's the yeah. final show. But yeah, yeah. I hope the total eclipse of the heart one is true. Number one. Number one. Number one was the lie. So there was the mark of zero and somebody out there does bell out total eclipse of the heart every time they have a that poo. is really weird. That That's is great. Really weird. Okay. I love it. Okay. I love okay, it. So we were both wrong. We were both wrong. We were both wrong. Um, I, I want to very quickly talk to you about um, the Royals where you played Prince Liam, just because I feel yep. like we're currently living in a world where we are kind of as a nation obsessed with these people's every moves, the real Royal family. Mm-hmm. So what was it like then playing, albeit a fictional prince, but playing a prince? I mean, it was great, to be completely honest with you. I, um, you know, I, I was just, I, it was just, what was great about the show was that we had, um, believe it or not, we had access to a lot of, a lot of stately homes and a lot of, you know, a lot of fun things. You know, we could, we went to Wilson House and filmed there. We filmed at the Earl Grey's house. We filmed at Blenheim Palace a lot. And then we went in, and then, you know, within the raw life, they have, you know, you, they're all the cars that they have and all these things. I just thought it was so fun. It was such a laugh. And also we were all only, we were all pretty young, you know, quite mm. a young cast. It was quite so centred on us. So I'm sure Elizabeth yeah. Hurley will love you saying that. <laughs> Elizabeth Hurley as well included <laughs> in that group. And so, um, so yeah, we, we had a really, really fun time. Um, in terms of the... I suppose the, the behind the scenes of like what it's like to be a royal, what did I learn? I I would say it's a very hard life and it's not, I mean, I know everyone says, would you mean it's hard? It's like, I just think it's a lot of pressure. Um, yeah. You know, it's a bit of like gilded cage, I suppose. I don't know if that's the right expression, but like a golden kind of like prison a little bit. So like, like you have everything, but then kind of can't do a lot of things and I kind of learned that it's just it's not something that I would want you know so I don't, I don't know not marrying into the royals anytime soon I don't think that's gonna happen, <laughs> that's gonna happen. <laughs> kind of the way that I sort of thought about it at the time was it was kind of like the crown before the crown even though you're yeah. playing a fictional family and everything and obviously yeah. there's all these rumors that the palace have actually got several injunctions against the crown and have put a bit wow. of a, a spanner in the works with their current season wow. filming did you ever hear that. from the real royal family? No, we never heard from a real royal family. I don't know if they've ever watched it. I know we had a royal, um, I don't know what you call it, like an advisor, uh, yeah. Robert Jobson. And so he, I think he does work with the royal family. He gave us some, um, in, not inside knowledge, but some tips on things. Um, but really it, it was, um, the show was obviously fictional. It was obviously yeah. heightened and it was obviously soapy. So, you know, it was all very tongue-in-cheek and it was all very fun. Joan Collins is, you know, the Queen Mother. Elizabeth is the Queen you know, and the Prince. You know, like, like it's, not, it's not supposed to be uh, totally real, you know. It's yeah. not supposed to be like I just crowd, think the is... royal family are very sensitive about those things. Because even though, like, Peter Morgan, who writes The Crown, he's come out and yeah. said a lot of, like, it's heightened drama. Yeah, exactly. Like, people wouldn't drama. be interested in... Uh, of course, these conversations weren't real because I weren't. I wasn't sitting in the room while the right. Queen was talking to Margaret Thatcher. Right, right, um, right. But I don't know because 
there's rumours, none of it's been confirmed or denied because obviously Imelda Staunton's currently filming her part of the Queen and apparently there's all these um, blockages and things are being checked out and apparently William and Harry are the ones that aren't happy. Wow, I didn't know that. Because I think the Queen just Um, knows she's going to be portrayed in whatever light she's portrayed in and she's the fucking Queen. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I was very lucky on the Narnia films. We got to meet on the first movie. We met Prince Charles and Camilla, and they were obviously lovely. And then I met the Queen at the Voyage to the Dawn trailer premiere, and I met um, the Duke of Edinburgh as well. And I don't know, it is a bit magical, I have to say. Like when you meet the Queen, there's something. Yeah. You, there is something like, I don't know what it is, but it is quite a magical moment. We've come to the end of the podcast now. What's coming up well, next for you? and everything well anything that you're allowed to talk about because i know ndas are rife no 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 no. um so i've been very fortunate that i've got film coming out that i made um probably uh yeah which will be coming out in september um with mel gibson um which was great and then another film i played edgar Allan poe that's coming out in the autumn and then i'm about to go film uh well Probably shouldn't talk about that one yet, but um, I'm about to go make another film. The Narnia um, reunion. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. It's, it's not I can see reunion. the script on his Exactly. It's showing me. Exactly. Um, he's exactly. playing Aslan. Spoiler alert. Exactly. Well, <laughs> if I was Aslan, I, was I would not turn it down. Um, but yeah, no, there are lots of great things happening and I'm you know, just going to enjoy the summer and work. Yeah, and just enjoying life. Yeah, it's great. I think especially after the like the two years that we've had, where you say to somebody, yeah. anything coming up, yeah, I'm gonna close my blinds and sit in for two years. Yeah. Now, when you're hearing people being like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to work. Yeah. It, it's yeah. really nice to hear. Where can everyone keep up to date with you on social media, everywhere like that? On Instagram, I'm, I'm going to be going. Actually, I forgot that. I'm going to be going next week to New York for a premiere for a film I did called Land of Dreams. Um, and people, you know, it's a small film, but it's a really beautiful film made by an Iranian visual artist called Shireen Nashat. And, um, you know, people should like have a look at the trailer because I'm really proud of that little All film. All in the and, show notes yeah. below. Exactly. Uh, and it will be there wherever this is thing. Um, so just check it out. I'll be in New York next week um, for that premiere. And then uh, people can see I'll be putting a picture up on Instagram about that. And I really don't have, I have Twitter and Instagram. Um, but I'm much more active on, on Instagram. Um, but I will let you get back to normal life. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this. I, like I said, I'm such a huge fan of yours and it's been so lovely to get to know you a little bit more and chat about your career and your life. Very sweet. That's very sweet. Thank you. And thank you for having me on your show. I really you know, wish you the best and you know, with your career as well. Um, I thank really, you so you know, much. I, I wish you, I really, really, really wish you the best. And I hope it all goes well. And, you know, like I said to everybody out there, um, anybody who's like wants to be an actor or, or wants to be artistic or pursuing this, the truth is like you know you never you never fail. You just you just keep going. You know, never yeah. look at it as a failure. Never look at yourself as like not doing anything. Never look at yourself in a in a in a negative way. Always look at yourself in a positive way and always think oh, I'm pursuing my dream. And there's so much self-respect in that. And there's so much um, there's so much like positive energy in that. So you know, always go for it. Yeah, I'll definitely name drop you as a recommendation in my audition today. So sure, 
I'll be like, luck, he, here's his agent's email. Uh, he will give exactly. me a written reference. <laughs> exactly. I will. I will. I'll be very happy to. And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 97, so close to the 100 mark, I can almost taste it. Thank you so much to William for coming on the podcast, and make sure to follow us both on social media, which you'll find down in the show notes below. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a rating and a review on the podcast, it helps us out so much you don't even know. Don't forget, if you have a story for Stage Right or Stage Shite, please email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com. And remember that you can now become an official Drama School Dropout by signing up to our Patreon using the link in the show notes below. I'll be back again next week with a brand spanking new episode. You know the drill. Every Tuesday, 6am. Have a great week. Stay safe. I love you. Drama School Dropout No graduation day for you Drama School Dropout Hold your whole course, now try something new Trying to scoot your